Today I want to talk about learning slowly. You know, we read so much about learning the language in three months or in six months and books that promise you you'll be fluent when you finish the book. And of course, we all know that that's not true. And I think I suddenly realized, you know, as I was walking to a place that we had been to before, the first time we went there, we were in a hurry. We didn't notice anything. Uh, it was going to the old town. But the second time we were walking more slowly, we didn't care when we got there. But we were enjoying the surroundings. We noticed more things. And I think the same is true in language learning. I showed Link to my cousin in Sweden. And right away he was so impatient. Uh, you know, he clicked on a word, saw the meaning. And he said, well, how do I remember that? How will I be able to use it when I need it? And I said, don't worry about it. Just take it easy. Just relax. Let the language come in. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be impatient. If you are impatient, if you try overly hard to learn something, chances are you won't learn it. We have to have an attitude, the same attitude that I had when I was walking slowly, of noticing things because we're not in a hurry. That really, I, I apologize for the noise in the background. We are in the breakfast area of our hotel. Very relaxing place, again. Relaxing is good. I think pressure in language learning is bad for us. I think we have to learn to learn slowly. Just as there was a very famous book written about you know, eating slowly and, and living slowly and encouraging people to step back from the rat race, I think this has real application for language learning. And um, of course, there are different ways that you can relax. You can relax even doing the mini stories at Link. The sort of repetitive listening is almost addictive. It's a bit like Zhuangzi's parable of the butcher, where he does the same motion over and over again and therefore he achieves perfection through repetition, not because he read some rules, grammar rules or instructions, but because he practiced it over and over again. And that slow repetition is important. But by the same token, we can listen to interesting things, not worried about what we understand, what we retain, and just enjoy the language. I think there's a lot to be said for slow learning without pressure. Now, this is going to upset some people in school where they feel if something was taught, therefore the person, the student, should be able to repeat it. Uh, parents and administrators want exams and tests and test results and grading. But all of this is putting pressure on people. Instead, what we want is a, an approach of slow enjoyment of the language. The end result will be better learning. Better learning because the pressure to achieve something in a hurry, in fact, prevents us from gradually assimilating the language. Because after all, through our slow and gradual listening and reading, we are depositing sort of thin layers of the language on our brain, slowly, without realizing it. And all of a sudden, we're building up this familiarity and this capability in the language. All of that is achieved through slow learning. So my message today, even though tomorrow we're taking a high-speed train to Krakow, but today I want to talk about slow, slow learning for more enjoyable learning and more effective learning. Thank you for listening. Bye. We're going to cross the waterway again. And of course, there's a separate crossing for the cyclists, which are many. And we're going to go on the pedestrian area. One other impression here in Copenhagen is just the variety of languages that you hear, mostly European. Not many Americans, not many from Asia, some, lots of Brazilians and people from all over Europe. And similarly, the staff everywhere, 
you come across people whose native language is Spanish, is French, people from Switzerland, South America, Poland. It's a real hodgepodge of languages. Everybody gets along very well together. And uh, yeah, interesting. Here we have people on the water enjoying the day. It's, it's extraordinary. That was the, uh, the theater. Again, those modern looking buildings. And everywhere people are sitting enjoying the sunshine, enjoying a beer, which is something we're going to do. So it's uh, our last day in Denmark, and just to update you on my struggles with different languages. So yesterday here in Copenhagen, we had a Farsi-speaking taxi driver and an Arabic-speaking taxi driver. Struggled to say anything in either language, better in Farsi. I kept thinking Polish, even Korean. The other day we had uh, we met a couple who were Swiss and the wife was from Korea and I actually did better in Korea. I think the issue there is that you can work on languages, get them to a certain level, but if they aren't good enough, you're not going to be able to hold on to them in every situation. There are going to be situations when you struggle, you're confused, it, it really doesn't matter. Everything I put into those languages, I'll go back there and get them back. But in the short run, it's a little frustrating that and I've had this happen to me before. I remember eight years ago, I was in uh, Bratislava at a language conference, and I had spent six months on Ukrainian, and my Ukrainian wasn't bad. But before the conference in Bratislava, I spent two weeks trying to get some Slovak going. Slovak's very similar to Czech. And I was able to speak Slovak in the shopping center and so forth in Bratislava. But at the language conference, there was a Ukrainian guy there, and the well was dry. There is no way I could get any Ukrainian to come out because everything had been plugged up with Slovak and at times even, you know, Korean or something else would come in. So the brain controls how quickly you learn, the brain controls what you can remember at any given time, but if you fill your brain with all these languages with the right opportunity, if you get lots of chance to speak, it'll start coming back. So I never get frustrated. I mean, I get frustrated, but I'm not upset that I can't remember because I'm always going to struggle until I, I bring those languages to a sufficient level, which is not the case for, you know, my Iranian or my Arabic or so forth. Anyway, that's last day in Denmark. We're going off to Sweden. And then uh, thereafter, we go back to Poland and I'm going to really work on getting my Polish up, even though I may not be able to hold on to it for that long.